Welcome to the Be Free Podcast. I'm your host, Susie McWilliam, anxiety expert, author, and coach, creator of the incredible online space Be Free community. I'm a lover of all things self-development, spirituality, and well-being. And through this podcast, I hope to inspire, educate, and encourage you to embrace the 10 pillars of my Be Free lifestyle, supporting you in creating a vibrant life that you love, free from anxiety, stress, and low mood. Looking at things such as mindset and meditation, boundaries, nutrition, breath work, self-care, energy work, mindfulness, complementary medicine, alternative therapies, nature, and so much more. Each week, I'll share support on a variety of subjects, calling in guest experts along the way who share their own stories, their own struggles, and how they overcame them to truly create conversations that empower, ignite, and support you so that you too can live a life that feels aligned and joyful. Thank you for joining me on this journey. And if you're enjoying these conversations, I'd love if you can leave a review, subscribe, rate, and share the podcast. It would truly mean the world to me. I'd love your feedback on the conversations that we're creating. I can't wait to connect with you on this journey to being free. Hello, hello, and welcome to this episode of the Be Free podcast. And I am so excited today to have someone I absolutely love this angle of looking at things. We have the lovely Anise Frost with us today. And Anise is a coach for parents of teens. Um, As a parent of teens myself, um, I'm really excited to dive into a little bit, find out a bit more about Anise and what she does and her experience. And um, Anise and I met at a networking event online um, and instantly I thought she would be an incredible person to come and support us on the podcast. Um, and if you're watching this on YouTube, um, you can yeah, obviously watch us there as well. But yeah, Anise, do you want to tell us a little bit about who you are? Yes. So I'm also a mother of teenage girls. And so I'm living through the, the pain, as it were, right now. Um, they are fabulous, but they are also monsters. Yes. Um, I, like you said, I um, coach parents with teenagers. Um, so I kind of do a bit of training and coaching mm-hmm. and to support parents going through, I think it's the transition from child to adult. Um, and then I also use my NLP background as well. So I'm a practitioner in NLP, which allows me to generally focus on the teenagers themselves, going through their anxiety, teenage, um, not teenage, sorry, exam um, stress, which often comes up, confidence with peer pressure, confidence with friendship. So that's where NLP can really work so beautifully mm-hmm. and then my own link with the teenagers is I still tutor the maths which is like one of my favorite subjects out there oh, and really? I love that and also like lets me kind of like get to know what's going on with them and I also tag on a bit of life skills with them as well yeah I have an amazing dog which helps me with getting out there and I've just started dancing again at the age of 46 I've started going oh. 
I just found this club in London that is only for over 30s. It's brilliant. It is literally like dancing in your own kitchen, but yeah. with lots of other people and beer uh, on tap. It's fabulous. <laughs> it's such a brilliant atmosphere. I love it. It's once a month and it just tops me up for the month. It's awesome. Brilliant. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Embracing, embracing the, the inner child and movement and yeah, tapping. Absolutely. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Um, I love, um, when we met, you gave the impression of kind of loving these teenage years. And I know that's not kind of everyone's experience, but um, yeah. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about what kind of that passion for those challenging years is all about? Yeah, I, I find it really quite a fascinating couple of years and I know how painful they can be but and obviously there's the pain when I'm with my own teenagers but sort of in my coaching and training with that hat on I'm able to look at what's going on the journey so basically it's like this is the hard thing I think for parents is the teenagers literally go from you put them to bed one night and they're like this, your little boy or your sweet little girl. And literally, it feels like the next morning they have dumped everything. You don't exist. The world doesn't exist. They have totally done a massive detox overnight. Mm-hmm. And it's so painful because we as adults and mums and dads, we're the same people. But yeah. our children are going through this huge transition and it is really complex and it takes a lot of guts from both sides to navigate it healthily um and it is like a roller coaster and that's why I just feel it is I think it is so important to in a way do it well without putting pressure on ourselves but to do it as well as we can together Mm -hmm. parent and child it's like you know it's a relationship being rebuilding that relationship again yeah, I think that is so challenging. And it's really interesting you saying that, but waking up one morning, um, my eldest came home from, um, she lives in another city. So she'd come home recently. And she said that about our youngest. She was like, oh my gosh, what has happened? Like literally since the last time I was home, yeah. she's like so different. And my youngest is 12. And um, yeah, it like, as you say I like this morning I went in and woke her up and gave her a little cuddle and a kiss and I'm like taking advantage of the you know the sleepiness before she fully surfaces yes exactly Um, before that other goes no don't hug me (laughs) yeah my hair fix the curl in my hair that was the issue this morning it's not staying properly I'm like yeah yeah it's 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 definitely challenging but god it's important (laughs) yeah definitely so I think as you say yeah because you want to like I really want to maintain that relationship with my Mm. daughter um and have a really positive relationship because we always have but I know that through your research and kind of looking at the teenage brain that you've come up with these archetypes of teenagers that they tend to fall into and I wondered if you could explain a little bit more about that because I'm sure people will then begin to kind of resonate with maybe who they were as a teen or you know Mm. in their life yeah 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 no the research um I'll tell you the first thing the research did for me was gave me so much reassurance Mm. like oh okay so I don't just like have a schizophrenic child you know because you do sometimes think why what happened I don't you feel bemused as a as a mum 
because this this child is one moment the child you recognize and then the moment then they're not and the 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 research into the development of the brain just gave me like an understanding of the behavior that i was seeing yeah it allowed me to see why they were doing risk taking why they were making poor decisions why they were so emotionally charged and why the communication suddenly went from being quite straightforward to suddenly no communication or outrage like fire right in your face um and also also just this kind of like negativity you know Mm. they used to be they used to like you say bounce out of bed and be like and now all of a sudden everything is just and and the research allowed me to kind of understand that they're so basically this is the teenage brain and it's the all the technology has allowed us to really understand what's going on a bit more than we used to even 10-15 years ago Mm -hmm. and it's like the bit here the prefrontal cortex bit is the bit that as adults allow us to make really good decisions mm-hmm. um, it allows us to bring in all the data and go okay this is the decision we need to make and these are the consequences teenagers don't have that going yet so no wonder they make poor decisions um, also this allows us to have like empathy with other people mm-hmm. they don't have that access so when we think that our child is some sort of I don't know sociopath some, that's what I think um, <laughs> is it's not it's just they and it's not that they don't care about us. It's just sometimes they can't access that empathy, which yeah. we as adults just take for granted that why don't you think about other people? Ah, mm. because, and it's not that they're choosing not to. It's just sometimes they just can't get to that bit of the brain. It's there's a, sometimes they, there's lots to it, but there's, they get a flood of like an emotional hijack and they just can't access that. Oh, I wonder if mum would be really, yeah I wonder why she should be really upset hmm they can't they can't quite get there so that all kind of gave me such a oh okay this is just that's like loads of light bulb moments for me you just saying that there just now and yeah I think you know as parents or even anyone that works with teens or has a niece or a nephew or whatever you can be thinking like why are you doing that why are you behaving that way to like you know your your dad or whatever you know you can see it in teens and um yeah that makes so much sense yeah no it was it was really um yeah it kind of gave me hope as well um because the teenage brain is constantly changing which means they are going in one direction Mm -hmm. and I think this is where this is why I started doing this work was because um if you realize the teenage brain is changing all the time, if we get on the train with them and we notice that our, like you said about the archetypes, like they often manifest or they exhibit behaviors, which you can, the non-communicator, the one that's trying to work out who they are, but by going into themselves. Mm-hmm. And then there's the ones who are trying to work out who they are, because that's all they're trying to do. Um, all they're trying to do she says it so simply that's all they're trying to do um the other ones who are trying to work out who they are by going out into the world going to every party doing everything under the sun just to kind of experience what the world's about mm-hmm. and then then there's the ones that which is a sort of typical thing you know um they burn all their bridges they fight with everybody they slam the doors they don't come home they break stuff in the house all of that and it's again it's like breaking down the things that tell them who they were when they were 11 
And they're like, I am not that anymore. And they all do it in different ways. Um, and they're just trying to work out uh, what does it mean to be me in this world? And it's highly, highly complex for them. And they do behaviors that we don't, we don't understand or we don't like sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, understanding that gives us some way of helping them through it. Yeah. And I think that, that really, that can really um, give support to parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think that's great. Just thinking about that. I love that way that you've explained how they might kind of display this behavior either from going inwards like you as you said the non-communicator or experiencing the world um or burning the bridges and I think yeah I've seen attributes of that in, in each of my teens yeah <laughs> as they as they um transition through that period in time we've got two past the teens now um but yeah it is really and you can and I love that as well because even thinking back to my sister and myself when we were, teens, mm. um, you know, so, so different and, you know, raised by the same parents, you know, living exactly. in the same home. But as you say, yeah, that I think I was more the go out experience things and <laughs> um, um, do all of that, experience the world. And my sister was probably more the kind of non-communicator going inside herself trying to figure out who she was so that's really quite interesting um mm. emma if you're listening or watching i wanted <laughs> to throw you throw you into the conversation there um but yeah i know i think even yeah as i say with my own children just knowing like yeah we're all different aren't mm. we? yeah exactly um amazing so obviously you've mentioned your dancing and I know you've got a bit of a zest and enthusiasm for life um so that must really help you in kind of supporting people through this challenging period of time and supporting their relationships um can you tell us a bit about why these sessions work so well and yeah I think do you know one of the things I find with parents of teenagers is often it can be a really isolating time for them. Mm-hmm. So I think when we, when our kids were like two or three, we used to sort of, well, my experience was of parents is that there's, there was a, an openness to discuss, oh gosh, is your, thro- is, your, is your one throwing a tantrum too? Or is your one trying to pulling all the toys out of the, their friend's you know, hand? Yeah. Are they going through that stage? Oh yes, yeah, so is mine. And there was a kind of camaraderie, uh, like, camaraderie like just an empathy and understanding of where we're all going through and we were all in it together and terrible twos and then we kind of like stopped talking maybe about our parenting skills for a couple of years because it's sort of like we're in the golden years in some ways some ways you know between sort of I don't know six and nine um and then all of a sudden sometimes it just seems to go wrong like I said it goes overnight and Parents think, oh my gosh, what have I done? It must be me. Um, and they don't talk to each other. There's so much shame mm. um, of feeling that you as a parent have failed. Yeah. You are, you, and also because like you said, they all exhibit it differently. So, you know, this awkward conversation when you might say to a friend, oh my gosh, um, my daughter's just come home and she's completely drunk and she's 14. Does your daughter do that? And they go, oh, no, 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 my daughter doesn't do that. And you're like, oh, my God, it's me. Oh, my God, is it maybe because I drink so much? Uh, and you, we just yeah. we just have got so much pressures on ourselves um, to be 
you know, perfect anyway with the, the world. But we don't allow ourselves as teenage parents to be like, this is another exploration, this is another journey. And I think if we can kind of come out of our isolation and what my what my work does is it allows me to support parents through their anxiety as well of, of mm-hmm. this journey because they are learning something new. Yeah. And what often happens, and this is what caused the friction, is they're trying the old ways of communication with this child who's desperately going, no, 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 no. I am not going to speak to you like that. Or you will, you know, the typical thing, don't talk to me like that. I'm not, I'm not 11 anymore. Or you never listen to me. You never understand me. And it's often because, in a way, the, the child has ripped up all the scripts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't have a script anymore as parents and they don't have a script either. But we're trying the old script. So the work that I do is about giving, in a way, a new script mm-hmm. to um, parents about communication. It's about allowing them to go through the risk taking and how it works for them. But parents can pick that up from any book they read. They can look at anything they like. They can pick these techniques up. But because of the, and that's like the training bit, the coaching bit that I do is, okay, so you went and you tried this with your daughter. Which bits worked? Which bits backfired? Let's tweak it. Let's work this. And so it becomes really, it's a like, a performer script mm-hmm. but then it becomes an organic script that works for the parent and that child in that moment and I think that's why um so it's a it's a, tr- it's a, a tree tree a three-pronged support you've got the a place for parents to come and say I'm not alone mm-hmm. and I'm not I'm you know I can leave the shame at the door Second thing is to have something tangible they can go in and like try with their child. Mm-hmm. And then the third thing is to go come back to me and say, okay, yay, it worked. Yes, <laughs> I managed to hear her and she stopped shouting at me. And then the next week, oh my God, he still, you know, he yeah. still slammed the door and he left for four hours. What can I do about that? And so that's, that's the support that I do. Um, and it's just really to, 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 diminish that overwhelm that we often get I mean mm-hmm. it's very difficult for us as parents of teenagers if we don't talk to each, each other yeah and we find support I think mm-hmm. as you say yeah I think that's so true isn't it you know I guess a lot of parents when children are at primary school or um you know will be at the school dropping their children off being there with them and then once they transition up into high school or secondary school as, as in Scotland um you know it you kind of lose that interaction as you say with other parents um and you yeah you don't have that network and I guess a lot of parents have returned to work and they're you know have different priorities so there's not that time for connecting um with others so yeah I think the work you do in the world is so um important and powerful and I know there's probably many people listening who would appreciate some support as they go through this time um because yeah it is challenging as you say but I think normalizing (laughs) normalizing the challenge and transition is so important yeah yeah but as you said at the beginning like when we were having our little chat you said um if they if the teenagers don't 
deal with what's going on with them, mm-hmm. then it can cause problems as they get older. And I think that's why this time is so crucial. Mm-hmm. And it is very similar to like, you know, the, the toddler who we dealt with those tantrums. We knew that it was a developmental process and we thought we've got to give them boundaries. Mm-hmm. Otherwise we know what they might become. And I think it's, it's, it's doing the same here with the teenagers and yeah. it's allowing them to deal with the anxiety, to deal with the social media, to deal with all the things that come in their way in a healthy way so that when they become these adults, they have those skills and they have the tools to, to go out and, and be, you know, mm-hmm. empowering adults and, and not to feel stuck with anger and frustration and, and self-esteem issues. Yeah, so, I think definitely the, the ability to learn how to communicate effectively with your teen is so important, you know, because I think as parents, we can miss so much, um, you know, just because we don't have that open dialogue, we're not having as much time together, you're maybe not seeing signs of things. And as you mentioned, kind of social media and all those things, it's a whole new minefield for parents as well as um teens to to navigate um but yeah learning um from the likes of yourself I guess you know how to communicate effectively with your teen to make that relationship and transition um manageable good um is so so beneficial awesome so um I always like to ask my guests what kind of things they like to do to support their own mental emotional and physical health so obviously you are a parent of teens yourself yeah and um, so yeah you know how how do you support yourself during these times so I um I have done for quite a few decades now which is um meditation and so I use the TM um, meditation sort of allows me just to settle down into still that mind that's going yeah. a thousand um, miles an hour. Um, and it also stills the emotionals as well. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly if I've just had a, you know, a fight with my teenager and I just didn't know what just happened. It just like exploded and um, to kind of giving myself that space to breathe again and uh, that that keeps me balanced, um, ready to take go and not take it personally and to go out again and be like, okay, what just happened there? <laughs> so that helps me dealing with my teenagers. Um, my own health, I kind of also use affirmations, which is again, is using the NLP. Yeah. So affirmations to, to really focus on what I want to do mm-hmm. that day or that week, um, give me sort of strength to stick with it yeah yeah and I and I am with a dog regular walking yeah. <laughs> and that helps just go out and meet people and that's lovely not you know get out of the head yeah exactly I think that as well I love that just yeah getting out of getting out of the house new space mm. new energy take the dog out reset yeah um and yeah come back so um obviously you mentioned being out with the dog there but what other kind of things inspire you I think what what inspires me is actually is is people who mm-hmm. people inspire me. I'm very drawn and motivated by people who are able to get out of being 
comfortable and comfortable doesn't necessarily mean happy or yeah. it's okay but it's what kind of works it might be net toxic but um those that kind of step out of that comfort zone and have the strength and also okay to be vulnerable I mean I'm really a big Brene Brown fan and yeah. her sense of just getting out there and being trying something new mm-hmm. and I think that's what I get I get inspired by my clients because they want to try something new and it can be incredibly hard for any of us to let go of what we've felt it worked mm-hmm. and to try something new and that inspires me to keep growing and wanting to refine let's put it that way beautiful yeah I absolutely 100% agree with the clients inspiring I am exactly the same um yeah the people that I work with move me and are so incredible you know as you say mm-hmm. people embracing change and um you know looking to step into the discomfort and as you say that vulnerability as well we actually just did um Brenny Brown's book in my um Be Free community membership that was uh, our book book club book last month um her latest one Atlas of the Heart mm. um so we were kind of having a little a little look at that so um yeah whilst we're on that subject my Be Free community doors are open if you want to come join us Um, And obviously, Anissa's spoken about meditation there. That's kind of the core of the community space, along with, you know, as you mentioned here, trying new things, you know, coming into a space where you can feel held, you can feel connected with like minded people and, you know, travel that journey, learning new things, learning new skills um, each and every month. And I think um, if I am right in thinking when this podcast goes out, we are actually looking at boundaries that month. Um, and I think that ties in quite nicely <laughs> with um, yeah, what we've been speaking about today, you know, and um, not just boundaries, I guess, for your teen, but boundaries for yourself, you know, to protect mm. yourself in these situations as to what is important for you as a parent or a person. Um, and how do you protect that time, space, energy so that you can show up and live a life? that you love I guess mm. um awesome so Anise being free is the name of pretty much I've changed my business name to that now as well mm. so it's all about being free so mm. tell me what makes you feel you're most free I think the times I felt most free is when I'm not in my head mm-hmm. because the head the mind can imprison me. And I think if I am, and it can be small things, it can be me. I went to the, the uh, a sandy beach there um, before the Easter weekend and sitting on the dunes, looking out, I wasn't in my head. It was a sense of just being free that way. And it can happen at any point, but that was the, that's the most recent thing of just not here, not here. And it's all, yeah you're free from it all aren't you you're not in the prison absolutely absolutely Mm. yeah I love that yeah the beach is a big one big one Mm. for me as well amazing so thank you so much for joining me today so if people want to connect with you obviously I'll put all your links and things in the podcast notes and on YouTube and and all of that jazz but where can people connect with you what's the best way to connect with you 
So at the moment, it's just one um, straightforward way. It's just anisefrost.com on my website. Okay. And through that, they can also get some more info about me, but there's also a, a connecting box on, on the website as well. Um, or anisefrost at gmail.com. So pretty straightforward. So, Love yeah. it. Yeah, so simple. You know, yeah, yeah. don't overcomplicate it. Uh, exactly. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. So is there anything else you would like to add before we jump off today? No, I think I think what you're doing, Susie, is incredible. Um, giving people that space to, to, to come together be with like-minded people and be free. I think it's awesome. Yay. Yeah. Thanks, thanks. Cool. Well, I cannot wait for us to connect again in the future. I know that yeah. many people will resonate with and find support in what you have just shared today. Um, so I really appreciate you doing that and taking time to connect with me. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, reach out to Anise if you need support as you go through the teenage years. Mm. Um, and um, yeah, she can be, That'd be great. Amazing. Yeah. Perfect. Well, I will look forward to seeing you soon. And until yeah. then. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening today. I hope this episode has supported and inspired you. And please feel free to subscribe or tag me as you listen at Be Free with Susie McWilliam. If you enjoy self-development, spirituality and building habits to support you, then why not come find out more about my Be Free community? I would love to welcome you there and it's exactly the place that you'd like to hang out. If you're looking for some accountability to build consistent practices, connect with others who are on the same path because let's face it, it can feel lonely or just your friends and family don't get it, but you will find your soul sisters there. It's an incredible space filled with incredible support live meditation classes, Reiki healing, yoga, journaling, goal setting, guest experts, meditations, book club, like so many things. And of course, our exclusive community space filled with incredible ladies. Thank you so much for listening. Feel free to reach out to me. As I mentioned, comment, like, share or tag me. And I can't wait for you to experience a life of peace, calm, and freedom, my love. It's time to be free.